0: This episode is different. I interview Krishna Das, who is a Grammy nominee, and let's call him a favorite celebrity kirtan mantra singer. But before we begin, I wanted to explain to you that this episode is important not only for those who love to sing or know something about mantras, about uh, Indian culture, This episode is about everyone who has or who wants to connect and to hear this deeper longing that takes us on a journey and leads us there where we have to be. So open your hearts and get ready for the beautiful Kirtan Walla. Patterns of happiness are frameworks that always work. They are tools and practices that will bring permanent change to your life for better. We're not looking for temporary solutions. We change and transform. We practice what we preach and we're gonna share it with you here. Be careful because you can become seriously happier today. The last time I saw you, it was uh, in Kiev. Actually, uh-huh. it was in Moscow afterwards, but it was in Kiev. I was translating for you there for the concert, during the concert, and then you had, uh, I think it was like a four hour workshop. You were talking and singing yeah, yeah. a little, but more talking. One of the things that is really bright in my memory is when you told everyone to sing their butts off, uh-huh. <laughs> to tear yeah. their butts, to To sing like to really sing, yeah. and uh, I felt a little shy to translate the word buts, and when I translated it you you saw that something was wrong with the reaction, so you said that i was i i I might have been too uh, soft soft hearted, so proper. you yeah, yeah, you made me translate it in the proper way and then what and happened I, and then everybody People laughed. laughed yeah everybody yeah. laughed but what happened for me in particular is that i mean i'm singing mantras for quite some time <laughs> but yeah. this was the first time when i was really singing my butt off i was i was really full on good. and it's a very different <laughs> feeling it's a very different feeling <laughs> than mm-hmm. when i just pronounce the words very good
1: that's the way it's supposed to be
0: i wanted to ask you why mantras why mantras? Why singing is your path? How do you feel it? How do you see it?
1: When you say why, what do you mean? What
0: what do you mean by why? What what are you asking exactly? It could be merit. I, I guess it could be meditation. And I, I, I loved your stories. I remember still some of your <laughs> stories. So you're good at sharing, and they touched. But uh, your singing. Uh, I mean, and it 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 took all, you all around the world so how do you feel how do you see tantra for yourself what does it do to you when you sing
1: well that's the way of, that i uh i enter more deeply into uh, my own heart through the chanting and the singing part of it the musical part of it helps us pay attention and helps us concentrate most people like to sing Uh, once they get over their shyness and once they get when you have a whole group together that's singing also that also helps us overcome kind of resistance to opening up and to being fully present in the moment but it's a very powerful practice and it's been done in every country in the in the world every every religion not that this is religion but every spiritual practice involves so many of them involved chanting out loud or quietly speaking mantras or quietly but there's something to something about saying it bringing that sound into the world it's a little bit different it's a different emphasis than just chanting in the mind i don't know that it's better or worse it's just a little different
0: when you start singing Is there a particular spot inside of you that you are looking for, that you are going into, like a very specific state of mind and feeling inside of you? Or is it like a journey and and you believe that it, it will take you wherever it takes you?
1: You know, for me, my guru is the whole thing for me. I don't know God. I don't know anything about anything. I'm not a great meditator. I, I, I have all kinds of issues myself. I'm not a, a holy being in any way. But my guru is the whole universe for me. And my guru is expression and manifestation of unconditional love, unending unconditional love. So when I chant, that's what I move towards. I move it moves me out of my thoughts, out of my emotions, out of my physical problems and it moves me into the moment into my deepest deeper heart which is where he lives and so then I feel that opening space everybody feels it because he's doing it really I mean he's the one who's transmitting I'm just like a radio but he's he's transmitting and so he's big time so people feel it that's just the way I say it it's not like I'm trying to sell my guru to anybody. you know. You, nobody has to know him, know his name, nothing. It's not important. What's important is that people feel something. And when we chant together, people feel something. And so do I, of course. And that's the whole thing. What you feel is something deeper than, than your normal state of mind. It's a transmission of uh, a loving presence, you might say which is not where we live most of the time. So it's very powerful for people to feel that.
0: One of the things that I feel when I listen to you and when I sing with you is, uh, I don't know whether it's a proper word, but I feel longing. And I feel that I connect with really great passion mm-hmm. to get to the place which is my home. Like Absolutely. how much, Lisa, for example, When I when I hear you singing it, I feel... Okay, it, it's taking me on a journey, and sometimes it's not easy in my heart, and emotionally as well. But I yeah. feel that this warmth takes me somewhere home.
1: The longing is, is how we, as human beings, describe being pulled from within, pulled from within ourselves into our true nature. And we feel it as a longing for that place, and so we, we move towards that more strongly.
0: I've heard once uh, that uh, for you singing with other people when there is, let's say, a crowd or people around, it's a very different feeling from when you sing sing alone. <clears throat> but uh, how how is it different?
1: Well, first of all, the difference is getting less and less as time goes on. Part of it is that, you know, I don't know how to be good to myself when I'm alone. My programs self-destructive programs running, stupid programs running, mindless programs running, you know, just the usual bullshit from life, you know? But when I'm with people, that's when my guru lets me help myself and others. Let's put it that way. <laughs> but when I'm alone, I have to do it. I have to do it. That And so that's what I'm learning, how to learn to do that for myself, when i'm alone because you know the programs that that are running inside of us that we were, the training we had as children and how we were programmed by our parents by our schools by our experience in life it's very hard to overcome those things and to transmute them into something that's helpful and lovingly courageous for ourselves So that's what I, that's my work. That's, you know, but when I'm with people, Maharaji just, he does it all. When I'm alone, he loses it to me. So that's what I'm learning, you know. (laughs) At least that's the way it looks to me. Whether it's really me or, you know, whether it's up to me or not, I don't know. But that's one way of talking about
0: it. When you don't sing for others, do you sing every day? If I'm not too busy, I do, yeah.
1: Sometimes I'm just too busy. I mean, I do something every day some practice every day, but I don't necessarily sing that much every day, out loud.
0: But still there's some practice going on. I had an idea in mind that uh, since you sing so much, that uh, mantras might be like like the back music, maybe that's something playing in your mind all the time.
1: I don't know about all the time, but certainly whenever you look, it's there. And many times during the day, I'll notice that I am, even if I'm not paying attention, all of a sudden I'll notice oh, there is the name going on inside of me. I'll like, I'll go, oh, I'll be in the middle of a Hanuman Chalisa and I don't even remember starting one. So things like that happen all the time. And that's good. You know, it's, we have strange ideas about spiritual things, incorrect understanding. We're always we're projecting our egoistic imaginings about spiritual life. But when you're a kid and you're outside and you're playing, there's nobody in you saying, wow, hey, I'm, uh, this is great. I'm playing. This is fantastic. I'm having a great time. I'm playing. You're just playing. You're totally involved. And I'm beginning to think that that's how it feels when you're completely present. There's nobody in there going, wow, I'm completely present because you wouldn't be. (laughs) So when it's real, there isn't that parallel mind stuff going on at the same time. But because we are so rooted in our sense of separateness and our sense of me-ness, that we keep on uh, judging and evaluating and not allowing ourselves to just be, because it's kind of scary to just let go and be happy regardless of what's going on out there. It's not easy. But we think it's supposed to feel a certain way, so we try to aim towards something, but the whole thing is uh, not true. It's not like that.
0: I just uh, returned from Tirun Malai. And oh. uh, one of mm-hmm. the books that I brought from there was uh, Hanuman Chalisa. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen and, that. And... Um, <clears throat> I've learned, I found out, I discovered that you're coming there sometimes, and that you actually perform there as well.
1: I sang two years ago, I was there at Ramana Ashram, maybe more, three years ago. They invited me to come sing, so I went, and lovely, I had a great time. You know, you mentioned Hanuman Chalisa, so I had written a book called Flow of Grace about Hanuman Chalisa, and it had two CDs in it, one... It was slowly, with, with the mostly correct pronunciation, slowly, so people could learn. And it was out of print for a few years, but now it's just been re-released again, re rewrote part of it, and now
0: another company has
1: put it out. So,
0: I will definitely check, because for me, Hanuman Chalisa is one of the most powerful mantras.
1: Sure. Yeah. It was by his grace that we learned Hanuman Chalisa, and that we... Would sing it to him, and we we began to get an understanding of the idea of service and and loving service of all beings and the importance of that, like Hanuman.
0: As far as I know, Vrindavan is more like the Krishna place. Am I correct? Sure. Well, Krishna lived there. That was his village. True. Mostly, people who are there are
1: devotees of Radha Krishna, mostly, because it's it's really a Krishna place. It's very it was his boyhood village this is where the ram leela the ras leela went happened when he danced with all the gopis as a jo- as a young boy so it's a very powerful place maharaji has a temple there too there's a hanuman temple there on the Parikrama marg that he built in the late 60s i think there's certain sects certain lineages that are very conservative very narrow-minded, and they say, oh, there's only Krishna, blah, blah, blah. Um, But there are other lineages of Krishna devotees who are much more open, and and for the most part, the Indians are much more open. Westerners tend to get very um, mentally and emotionally tight about these things, which really comes from their own fear about whatever. So... But the Indians are very, you know, everybody sings Hare Krishna in India. Nobody gives a shit if it's the only way. They don't think like that. And besides, they say all the names of God are the same. They don't. It's only the particular little sects that that have rules according to that sect. So if you belong to that lineage, you have to follow those rules. But there's many different lineages and they all, you know,
0: they're all good when you sang in Ramana ashram, and there were so many Indians, and definitely they invited you, but uh, did they give you any advice regarding your pronunciation? Or? uh, No, as far as
1: pronunciation, they're very kind about that. And, you know, I have lived in India most of my life, on and off for the last 48 years, 49 years. So my pronunciation is not that bad. It's not, excellent it's not perfect by far but it's not that bad so they're very kind and compassionate about that
0: do you actually speak hindi as well a little bit okay (laughs) nice to know um i wanted to ask you in 2013 you were one of the nominees on on grammy and you actually performed there yeah um how was it for you to bring uh, kirtan into this most, like pop rock place rap place
1: i don't care where i sing if i'm singing somewhere it's because maharaji sent me there to sing <laughs> I to do what those people think why i'm there how it happened who who asked me who did this who did that that's just uh, irrelevant as far as i'm concerned you know, I, I wherever he wherever I sing, it means he sent me there to sing. Wherever I don't sing, it means he didn't send me there. That's the way I look at it. Now, that's so. On one hand, it was very uh, interesting because there I I come out with my little squeeze box, you know, my little harmonium, <laughs> and there's the greatest musicians in the world. Because the there are two Grammy ceremonies. One in the morning that's not televised. And one in the, the nighttime or the afternoon, one in the nighttime that's televised. The televised is the very popular, most popular music, rock and, and rap and all those other kinds of music. The afternoon one is jazz and gospel and folk music and world music and what they call new age, which in my case is already old age. So, <laughs> you know, that's what was it. So, who's there? Chick Korea, Herbie Hancock. Pat Metheny, the greatest musicians in the universe, and I'm out there with my little squeeze box. And I, I went, oh, am I really gonna do this? You know? but once I start to sing, that goes away. That goes away. So it was fun, it was okay. You know, you gotta understand, I'm not trying to do anything. I'm not trying to convert people. I'm not trying to give people any kind of experience. I'm not, my job is just to sing. And people's job is to sit there or walk away. I don't care. Whatever they do is fine. My job is to sing. And I try to do that. I try to sing my butt off every time I sing. That's what (laughs) I do. That's that's my only responsibility, is to present the chanting in the best way that can be presented physically and make sure the sound system is working, make sure everybody can hear themselves so that it's the best presentation possible and then then i just sing and it uh, my that's my job is my my that's my practice that's my major spiritual practice chanting brings me into the room where love lives mm-hmm. and i want to stay there all the time but i haven't quite got that yet together but sooner or later hopefully
0: <laughs>
1: and whoever else wants to come in their room is fine if they don't want to come in the room fine that's not my That's not my responsibility. My responsibility is to do the best I can, which is to be paying attention to to the practice as I'm doing it.
0: Even though you don't know how to get there and to be there all the time, at least you know where you're going already, which is great.
1: That's grace. That was just my groove's grace. That's all. Without that, there's nothing. Nothing at all. For me.
0: Still, uh, I understand that you don't care about this, but just I, w- <laughs> I will ask about Grammys again. Was there oh, yeah. any good reaction after after all? Uh, did you meet someone unexpected who said, "Now I know what Kirtan is. Now I want to get it, to learn"? Well, there more. are a lot.
1: There's a lot of those people who kind of know about this and actually do some of it. They may not be public about it because they don't want their image to be, uh, you know. Uh, the, they want to stay known as whatever they do. But the real, the real, I think the real, uh, the place where that nomination had the most effect was India, because when the Indians heard that that chanting the name of God was given such an honor by in Western culture they were like, what, 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 what is this about? You know, because a lot of the Indians have lost uh, their connection with their own heritage. You know, the last two or three generations, you know, you talk about, China, yeah, my grandmother used to do that, they say.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, my grandfather
1: used to do that. Yeah, it was nice when I was a kid, but now I'm now I'm in business and I drink myself to death every night. That's what I do. So a lot of those people... It took up took notice about the Grammy nomination, and uh, it made them more interested in what in in the practice. And when I sing in India, many 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 people come. I mean, I got it from there. I brought it here, and now it's going back there.
0: It's amazing. Not it's actually-
1: not not from my own. I'm not doing that. I didn't, you know. And in fact, my, my teacher, my uh, who Sidney Ma, who was Maharaj's great devotee, who recently left the body, she used to tell me, "I should rest more. I take care of myself and rest." So one time I went to her and I said, "Ma, you know, I'm getting all these invitations to sing in India." She said, "You know, you accept, you must, like that. You must." <laughs> and I went, "Oh shit! I should have kept my mouth shut." <laughs> so I must. So she said, I must, so I do. And so that's why I sing in India. So, and it's wonderful, really. I mean, come on, you know, let's face it. It's not like I'm working in a coal mine. You know, this is, this is a blessing for me. uh, I I try to remember that as much as I can. Because it's so easy to get lost in everyday bullshit and forget. How much, how many blessings we have just to be healthy, just to be alive, just to have an idea that there is a spiritual path, something to find in life, you know? Quite extraordinary. Most people, you have to recognize so many people are not aware of these things. And as a result, they keep creating more suffering for themselves and others. And there's nothing they can do about it. And this is just, it's heartbreaking.
0: You made a podcast. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, There's some podcasts out there, yeah. A lot of it is from workshops that we've done, the sections of the workshops they put up as podcasts, yeah. I haven't done a lot of interviews with people, but I'm going to do that. Talk to my friends and bring them up and make podcasts with them, yeah. it will be fun.
0: And uh, the stories that you share there from workshops, uh, those are mostly the stories from the old days, That uh, how, how you traveled to India and about Maharaji.
1: Every workshop is different. People ask questions and we talk. I have no agenda in terms of what I'm going to say, what I want to say. Uh, I usually start off talking a little bit about the practice of chanting and what it means and how it helps us in our lives. And then people start asking questions
0: so it can go anywhere. you know. How do you choose mantras? Is there any specific reason uh, why you sing a specific mantra at a certain moment? Or is it the flow? um What I mean by that, you 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 make CDs, and uh, one of them, one of my favorite ones, uh, is most of the mantras are dedicated to Hanuman. Um, Many of
1: them are. There's, I sing a lot of Krishna. You know, a lot of most of the things I sing of Vaishnav. You know, are Krishna, Ram, Sita Ram, Radha Krishna. Uh, but of course, Namashivaya is also very very powerful for me, because really Hanuman, you know, is is a form of Shiva, a manifestation of Shiva. In order to help Ram destroy the negativity in the world, Shiva sent his, his, his essence through the wind god into Hanuman's mother. And she immediately gave birth to this monkey baby who, you know, had all these siddhis, all these powers. And all those siddhis and powers were in the service of Ram. You know, in the service of real love of 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 true goodness and in order to destroy the negativity in the world at that time. and of course, continuing to do that, that's what Hanuman is. He serves that place. Hanuman is Ram Das, the servant of Ram. My name is Krishna Das, servant of Krishna. Ram and Krishna are not different. They're just different uh, Holograms of the same being so Hanuman serves that and it So that's that's the deal, you know, and when I sing You know Maharaji and Siddhima always remind me, you know, you're not singing to people You're singing to that that divine place
0: That's why I have so many pictures on Instagram with uh, the Ram word Ram and there is uh, some Jeep with, uh, with Ram. And I was thinking that maybe that's because, uh, uh, as far as I remember, Ram Das was one of your teachers. But now I understand that it's actually about the God. It's not about Ram Das, <laughs> but it's about the God. Okay.
1: <laughs> Ram, Ram Das also is a devotee. He's my elder guru brother. And he was very powerful, very important to me because when I first met Ram Das in 1968 or 69, early '69, I, I, I actually met Maharaji at that time. Something happened to me and uh, I had an experience which I later recognized as, you know, as I met Maharaji then. So very powerful and Ram Dassud, it was because of him, Maharaji's presence came to me in this life. That's what happened.
0: Mm-hmm. I have just recently learned about Ramdas. I mean, I, I know about you through the music for quite some time, but I learned about Ramdas accidentally when uh, Netflix offered me to watch a video, a short documentary about Ramdas, a really meditative one about yeah, I know. his... Yeah, I know. yeah I, know. I, know. I know what you mean. Yeah. About you these remember? days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And it's really yeah. slow, and it's really meditative, and it's uh, in no hurry to push you into any actions just like yeah. making you dive into a very certain meditative state of mind how would you offer or how would you invite people to start singing mantras is it just by listening um is there any soft way so first of all the main thing that you said is that um this um, names they actually represent their holograms of a certain energy so we're not really devotees of a certain god but mostly we connect think, to universe I, think,
1: I said those beings rama and krishna are holograms you know holographic beings They're of the same being the same divine being which of which we are all a part there's only one thing going on in the whole universe and that is our own true nature is not different than that. And these beings are manifestations of that one great being, different aspects or different forms of that. And they they come here to remind us and to help us find our way through all the darkness. Um, And the names of those beings help us remember and help us, you know, find the path and stay on the path and find our true nature, our true, the love that lives within us as who we are already. So any repetition of the name is helpful, whether it's out loud, whether it's quietly, as far as, and and people who want to sing, they can sing along with the CDs, they can make up their own melodies, they can do whatever they want. Every every repetition of the name is positive, Uh, seed that's planted. Sometimes those seeds take time to grow. Maybe sometimes one grows really fast. But for the most part, the seeds take time to grow and your life takes time to uh, take a new shape and a new form where instead of being so completely self-centered, small s self, ego-centered, me-centered, one starts to feel uh, a, a kinship with, their, with uh, the rest of the, with everyone and starts to care about other people as well as oneself it's a breaking down of the walls of the house of me and so everybody pretty much has to do that themselves um, so you can do it anyway you know and it's you don't have to be a kirtan leader or uh, somebody who sings publicly with people. That's up to God. You know, if He wants people to come, they will come. He'll put you there. They'll come. It isn't it shouldn't be an ego trip. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna share my chanting with people. I I want to share. I always say, why? I would rather stay home and do it. <laughs> well I have to drag my miserable carcass around. why do I I'd rather stay home but my job is to do that so I do it that's the deal and he arranged it that way he knew that if, if, I, if I stayed home I wouldn't do it and, <laughs> and in order to help me he created this whole Lila this whole drama of me chanting with people and it's good for me and it's good for anybody who chants, but for an individual to start chanting, just start chanting. You don't, there's no right way or wrong way to do it necessarily. Ultimately the right way means to be able to give yourself a hundred percent. to it. And once you understand that, then you start to see how hard it is to do that. And then you have to start figuring out, well, how am I going to be able to do this? You know, and then you start to, then you, then you might realize that well, the chanting practice itself is the way to train me to gradually give myself to to the moment fully, and that's what it does. Every time you come back from dreamland, you know you're singing Sri Ram, 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 and then you're thinking about this and that and this and that, and then you oh. Free, MJ, MJ, MJ. Oh, then you're gone again. Every time you come back, that's also planting a seed of coming back. So over time, you start to not go so far away for so long in your head. And little by little, you wind up sitting more deeply inside of your own being, your own heart, which ultimately is not different than anybody else's. <laughs> so. But that's a ways to go for all of us. In the meantime, we need to just do some
0: practice. <sighs> Thank you. <laughs> One last question I wanted to ask you. What was the moment when you woke up in Long Island, or maybe it was a different country or a different city of the world, and you felt, oh, I'm I'm a Kirtan singer, and, and it works for me. You felt that it takes you somewhere. You're becoming something different through this process.
1: You know, somebody once asked uh, a great musician. I forget who it was. One of the really world's great musicians. He said, you know, do you tell me what your, you know, what was your greatest moment of, of performing, of singing? What was your your favorite? What was your best moment of chanting, you know, of singing with people or playing? Hasn't happened yet.
0: (laughs) Was it deep? I bet it was. If you haven't heard Krishna Das before, find him on YouTube or iTunes. One of his top videos on YouTube has already gained 10 million views and in total around 300,000 copies of his music were sold around the world. Those people can be wrong. Even though you might have thought that mantras are just for yogis, they're not. These are songs of the heart. You will hear from me soon. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.